All right, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your host, the Afro Boy Prince of Unity, and this is the Lost African Podcast, where we talk about what? Afro culture, financial literacy, and controversy. You know, every Wednesday, um, we break down social concepts, political concepts, um, and any of those conversations that are needed uh, for us to heal as a diaspora, as black people, as African-descended people. Because uh, all these conversations are relevant, whether they are told through a fictional stance or they are told through the reality that we live in, that we see. As you guys know, every week we've been doing um, a recap of the last days of Tommy Lee Gray, where we talk about um, the dementia of a 90-year-old man who was played by Samuel Jackson and um, how he gets a chance to right a lot of his wrongs, to be honest. Um, he gets his memory back and he gets the opportunity to leave uh, out of this world, leaving some type of example, impacting um, young people's lives, specifically young women's lives, um, going on a, a, a avenging quest for his nephew who gets wrongfully killed. So you see a lot of the aspects, a lot of the things that uh, go wrong in our community, um, especially being... Um, descendant of what people some people call foundational black americans um but being african-american and being birthed from the um africans who created black culture that's the way i like to label it um the black people who created black culture uh this show in its entirety affected me very personally because my grandmother uh had dementia but we're gonna get into it because, you know, we got to get to the nitty gritty. So hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Every like, every share, every subscribe uh, really helps the show grow, especially for the algorithm on YouTube. Um, you could chime in live every time we go live. Um, it would usually be uh, 4, 4 p.m. Central. Um, but we will have a show uh, that will drop on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays until we grow to do this five days a week. Um. Uh, but get into all oh, also give our uh podcast which you can listen to on Spotify. Everybody on Spotify, we gotta grow on Spotify to get those numbers up and on Apple. Uh, so give us a five-star rating. But the final season final episode six, right? So the first thing goes into where we actually began in the beginning. It goes back to the uh burning house, right? Um the burning house, which has a special place uh in Tommy Lee's uh, life, right? Because it's the house where his where his mother dies, his mother passes. He can't save his mother, but he does save uh, little Molly. I believe they say. I think it's I think it's Molly, a Molly. You know, he got he got that little little country talk. It come out in me sometimes, but yeah. And he saved this beloved girl. Um. And then we move on to where he wakes up, and of course. Uh, in his dream, he's running in a burning house. Um, of course, there's heat, there's fire everywhere, and he saves his uh, beloved Molly. So then he goes out to Robin, and, you know, Robin feels his arm, and he says, you know, she says, he's, you know, you're hot. You know, you've been sweating. What's going on? Well, he's like, well, I was just in my dreams uh, saving my, my, first little, my first little girlfriend, Molly, from a burning house. So he like, yeah, I'll be hot. Um, 
And then he sits down and he pretty much goes through, you know, uh, the quakiness in his mind and, and where the state of his mind is. And he actually uses uh, a metaphor from Norse mythology. Uh, I've always been a fan of mythology because I am a child or a student of history, scholars, uh, activism, and these events that impact us in the world, whether it is uh, metaphorical or it is in a re- uh, reality, right? But he talks about his memories as if they are similar to when Odin sits on his throne. Odin is the father of Thor, god of thunder. Uh, Odin is basically the father of all. Um, and how Odin, when he sits on his throne, he can see everything all at once. Everything that is happening all at once, from the positive to the chaos. And he relates that to how his brain actually works. He's saying, well, that's how my memories flow. My memories of my mother to my grandma Molly to my nephew Reggie, all these things, they flow at one time. Um. And then uh, we go on to what this scene, this path, this show during its uh, season final was actually about. He's saying all his goodbyes. He's swinging at all his goodbyes, right? Um, and it's put in that perspective when he has another memory of Sensi. And I believe this is around the time that Sensi has cancer. So Sensi, which is his... Uh, past wife, his beloved wife, asks Tommy Lee, what would you do if you had one free day? You know, you had no obligations to anyone. Basically, you know, what would be what would you do on your last day? You know, right before you kick the bucket and go see our creator. And he pretty much tells her, you know, he's like, I'd go to the museum. I take us, you know, he puts us, he's like, I take us to the museum. Uh, grab a bite to eat and then I'll take us down to the lake and we sit there and we go fishing and um, you know we, we look at the stars and we, we look at the lake and we look at uh, everything that is before us you know to have a peace of mind and that's what he goes and do right Be- before he finishes up all his tags he takes his last day and he goes to uh, the museum he does exactly what he told since he would do because this is his free day. And he goes to the museum, right? Um, He goes to the museum. He goes to the lake. And when he went to the museum, there's actually something that impacted me. That he actually asked uh, this woman. It actually was a white woman. They're looking at a picture of, basically, I believe, of thought, right? It's self-interpretation or whatever you perceive the picture to be. Um, and he asks the white lady, he says, well, what do you see? And it's it's a sculpt, it's a picture of a, of a black man uh, who's just staring off into space, basically, to try to give you some aspect for those who are listening. He's staring off into space with this self-reflecting look. So he asks the white lady, he says, and then the white lady says, well, what do you see in his eyes, right? What what does this picture portray to you? And what she says is a lot of encouraging and empowerful moments, right? Or or, uh, reflections, you know, empowerment, determination, uh, 
integrity, all these very, very big, strong words that should be the reflective of a black man today. This is true. But if we're going to talk about what's going on in recent times uh, with all the deaths, with the passing of um, George Floyd, which is an African-American black man, I'm saying this for relevance. We have uh, Peter, I believe, Suevola, I believe, who was uh, a black Jamaican man. So he's a black Caribbean man who was lynched and killed um, in these past year, years or two. And then most recently this year, you have Patrick Loyola, which is an African man. But he, of course, in this day and age in North America, he was seen um, as a black man who recently got gunned down. And I mean gunned down uh, by, uh, I believe, Michigan uh, PD. And I say this because my reflection of what I seen in that picture was... um, Sadness. I seen sadness in the portrait's eyes. I seen worry, stress, uh, and and even glimpse of fear. And I know the black man is supposed to be very strong. I know he is. I know we are. But I'm talking about what I see reflected in his eyes because of what we go through today. I see worry and I see a glimpse of hope. There's a glimpse of hope. And the reason why I say there's a glimpse of hope is because through all that, through all this pain, through all the things that we see, uh, we continuously believe in a brighter day. Whenever that day may rise, we believe in a brighter day. Um. So then we go on, right? So as I said, you know, after he spends his time at the lake, uh, on his last day, he goes back to the house because he has to meet uh, up with the man who kills his nephew, right? But he wants to confront him, truly confront him and get him to admit that uh, through the words out of his mouth that he killed his nephew, right? Um, it's kind of sad. His last name is Alfred Gullah, only because of what I know about uh, those who are Gullah. Uh, but to me, we'll get into it. Um, as he's setting all this up, uh, he plays his last message to Robin. His family, he apologizes to Robin that he has to leave uh, her in this state, in this manner, because he knows the repercussion of the actions that he's about to take all the way down to everything that he's done. He's, he's, he knows this. He knows what's going to happen, um, the cause and effects of all these things. So he apologized to her in the last message um, about what he has to do, right? And then Tommy Lee finally faces off with Mr. Gullah, right? Alfred. And to me, the entire conversation, because all these things are, are meant to be direct, but also indirect. So indirectly, this conversation is a metaphor for the younger generation who has lost or forgotten uh, themselves, where they come from, what they are supposed to stand for, and what we are supposed to be doing as far as cultivating a better place um, in this world and in this earth for us as African descended people, for us as black people, for us as the melanated people of the earth, the first uh, scientifically based people on this earth, right? The greatness that we are supposed to walk in. We've lost and forgotten a lot of those things, right? That unify us. And then on the other hand, 
you have the old generation who can't remember where we went astray in the first place. And when I ask them, a lot of my elders, uh, they don't know. They don't know because when their era was awry, we were a different kind of people. If you ask the older generation and then you ask the older generation what they can remember from what they asked the older generation, we were a different type of people. And I believe that every black person from the diaspora can say this, that, yeah, we've sort of uh, declined from where we were stepping to where we're stepping now. Uh, and to give an example of that, Tommy Lee asks, you know, the young man, uh, Mr. Alfred, you know, well, what would you do with these gold coins, right? If, you know, Tommy Lee was to give him, give the gold coins to him, he's like, what would you do? What would you do with them? Uh, Alfred says, and I go sell them. You know, if they real gold coins, I go sell them for what I can and get some weight for them. Simple answer, right? He's, he's not thinking of the intrusive value. He's only thinking of the materialistic value of what he can see, right? Not under, but that is because he is young, right? And Tommy Lee tells him, he's like, that's exactly what I expect you to say. Because you can't see past uh, what this is in time. But because that's because of the wisdom that you haven't grasped from listening to someone who was older and actually living, right? Being older. And he tells them, you know, you can, these are these are gold coins, these are tribune. My bad. Is this how you say it? Tribunes, tribunes um, that are worth so many thousands of dollars right but if you would take the time to listen and grow you probably would have knew that you know and even then that he's trying to teach the young man something even in confronting him about his his, his nephew's death right uh but they get down to the nitty-gritty because he after he tells him that, he says, look, I know why you're here. The same reason you showed up. Don't try to beat around the bush that you, you know, you are thou and you have some form of heart. Because you came here in the first place because I offered you money to leave the kids life, to leave uh, my nephew's wife life and all these things in between. So and he says, I want to hear you say you killed my nephew because he wants confirmation. He wants to hear this from this man's now. And he says, I will give you this money and two coins every month after. But you need to admit that you killed my nephew. So he does. He says it. He says, I sure did kill your nephew, Reggie. All over uh, his wife. Right. That's that's the the compromise greed that we, we seem to. To, to have sometimes, and this is historically as men, just as men, but what I believe we definitely need to fix um, as black men in this world uh, to learn to, to love each other and respect each other for those uh, who are our wives, right? Especially our black women to, to cherish their lives and the man that they are with to honor that and respect that relationship. And through that, God will bless us with um, 
our forms of black love when that day does come, right? But it was very toxic. He was like, yeah, now I got his house. Now I got his woman who was my woman, very possessive. I got his kids and all these things, right? And he admits finally to uh, Papa Gray that, you know what? I'm just going to take this gold and I'm going to take everything else you got and I'm going to find out what that girl Robin knows. And that's when Tommy Lee says, oh, no, I can't let you hurt Birdie. Can't let you hurt Birdie because she is the gift from God uh, that I never asked for. In, in paraphrasing words of, of Papa Gray, right? In his mind state. So he says, no, I got to end you. So he shoots him. He shoots uh, Alfred. And then once he kills him, he wakes up six months later, six months later in the um, in asylum, right? And the first thing he uh, he sees is what we've been talking about who is the doctor, right? And the doctor to me has always been metaphorically the, the devil, right? The devil, the, 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 the spirit that has been up to no good, um, Satan, right? Because he calls him that every time he sees him. He says, oh, Satan, you done came knocking. He says, well, if you're going to come get me, I'm swinging out with a fight. You know, because he understands that uh, if you if you read the Holy Bible, and I believe if you read any Bible that is connected to a religion, that it is uh, wrong to, to kill. But uh, he stands on it. He stands on his ten toes. He says that I believe that I was walking a righteous path. Uh, but the world didn't care about my nephew, so I had to, right? Um, and I understand that being an uncle, because I am an uncle, right? I I understand this. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying I understand it. Um, then we move on. Um, uh, so of course, right after that, uh, they go into the scene about uh Robin going to 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 uh what they call, I believe it's called a prohibition court, right? For the will of Tommy B. Gray. And of course, Tommy family fights over the, over the, the justification of the, the new guidelines of the will stating that Robin is the controller. She doesn't own the wealth. She don't even have all the money. He didn't give all the money to her. She is just a person in control of the money. And you see the greed that is in our community, which is crazy to me, because Tommy Lee came up with a plan because he knew this was going to happen. So he records while he was in in sound and right mind. You can learn some legal tips and tricks to this, right? There's even some legal tips in how to set up your wheel. But he records a message saying that I am in the right and sound mind the day that I made these adjustments to my wheel, um, that I am not um, mentally ill, right? To, to help uh, Robin back this. But they still fight it. They still fight it, right? And in the video, it even states, he says, I am not giving her all the wealth. I am giving her the controlling uh, powers that money will be set aside for my nephew's Reg's kids. To be taking care of my uh, my niece Nina's bills, and even he even sets aside money, which I laughed about because he said, "Man, I'm setting aside money even for that boy Hilly when he get locked up because he understands that Hilly is lost in the sauce that we say is as in in common 
in modern terminology, he lost in the sauce. He's, he's caught up in that literal trap and the mentality that, that a lot of us come from being um, in poverty stricken environments. I was fortunate enough to, as I suffered living in the hood, uh, God gave me a second chance, right? The ancestors gave me a second chance. Everyone um, from my bloodline that recently passed, watch over me and give me a second chance in, in life to right any wrongs, to do better, to become the, the version of the great black man, right? That I know we can be. Uh, and he says this, but for some apparent reason, it saddened me the most because I not only am I an uncle, I am um, a godparent, right? So my brother made me uh, one of the godfathers to his twins. And I take that responsibility very highly. So the reason I get upset or saddened by um, Nina, which is uh, Uncle Gray's, Papa Gray's uh, niece, is because she was supposed to be um, Robin's Robin's mom's best friend. So the closest thing she has to family and the version of her godmother, right? So I always get sad and in a small bit of disgust because I feel like no matter if this child is not my child, by birth or not, I gave a vow not only to the creator, God, that I would watch over this this child as my own. I vowed it to, to my friend, supposedly my best friend, because my brother is one of my best friends. He is my oldest friend. So I take that out of heart. So I get very distasteful when I see her be this way, because this is supposed to be your child under God, your child that you are supposed to look after. And you let all this greed, even though your uncle was telling you, I am not abandoning you. You still fight her after she gets the determination from the judge because the judge sides with Robin to, to have the controlling interest after she talks with her. And Robin does anything but tell the judge that I am not here for the money. I keep telling y'all, I don't care about the money. I have my own dreams, own aspirations, but I want to live up to the expectations that Uncle Gray believes in me, that he set for me. And I understand that because in that moment, I thought about why I keep doing this show, why I keep making content on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, why you keep seeing me, why I keep be adamant in my mission, because before my Uncle Johnny died, Everything that he did outside of motivating me, he believed in me. He said, do this because I believe you were set on this mission for a reason. And I will not let that man down because he told me he believed in me before his last breath. That he loved me and I'm going to keep doing this show. I'm going to make it. I'm, I'm going to make it and I'm not going to let him down I'm, I'm not doing it i'm not doing it um excuse me y'all um so you know she and she tells the judge that she got a 10-year this is why she sides with her in the case she says that i got a 10-year plan mapped out i'm gonna go to school i'm gonna be something i'm gonna be great i'm gonna be on um, elon's musk plane to Mars, I'm going to be a, I believe it's a scientist of some kind. And she even maps out that I'm going to be there for Reggie and his kids, even Hilly, right? Right or wrong, she she understands the duty and the path that she's on. Now, the saddest thing about it, like I said before, 
Nina is supposed to be her god, some form of a godmother. For some apparent reason, she's still trying to plead her case outside of the court. Asking about how much the money is. Talking about she going to still fight because she don't feel that this is right. We have to look at what we've done in this life. Because she's talking about because I'm family. Because your family, so what? And I'm being honest. This is for my family. For us as, as a, a collective, because you are family, so what? What does that mean? Because have you walked in, in the, 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 the limelight and the, and the rightness of God and what you are supposed to be when it comes to the structure of the family, especially the black family? Because the black family is not only internal. It is not only blood. It is a collective. It is external. It is our community. And we as a collective have not walked right in the family at all. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Because your family is so you ain't done in, in the aspect of the story. She is not doing right by Papa Gray. She has not. And all Robin was trying to tell her is that I am trying to live out the, the wishes of Papa Gray. She don't even hate her. She don't hate her, right? She says, I'm sorry for making you feel like I'm fighting you on this mission. I am just trying to do right by Papa Gray. That's all she's saying. And I feel like that whole confrontation was, again, a metaphor for the, the toxic relationship that black women have with one another. That they sometimes can't see past colorism, egos, the path in which one another take and walk to help one another grow. They, they fight for some reason, and that is very damaging. The same way black men do the same thing, our black women do the same thing. Whether you are a black American, whether you are a Caribbean, whether you are an African, whether you are an aboriginal, us as the millennial people of this earth, for some apparent reason, continue to do this very toxic limbo and dance. And we have to break it because it doesn't do anything for us. And it's sad to watch it. But you got to reflect. I'll be this real on my show for a reason. I confront you with these issues for a reason. But it, it's not just about learning. It's not just about regrasping our heritage. It's not just about understanding your ancestors. It's not just about understanding that we as a collective, as a diaspora, have to be better. It's about understanding the issues that are underneath the covers. You got to understand the issues that are underneath the covers, right? And she goes to the mental ward to see Papa Gray. To look at him, to understand the state and the match he is, just to let him know that she loves him, whether he uh, retains the memory or not. And then we go on to the final season, right? I mean, the final scene. And the final scene is Papa Gray as a little boy and Koi dog, Right? And it's the last life lesson that I see that Koi Dog is leaving to us, right? Because, again, everything that is mentioned as a lesson to Papa Gray as a kid, I believe, is an external message to us as the children of the new era. Is the external message to us as African-descended children. The external message to us as a diaspora about how we need to be aware and what we need to do in this righteous path. If we are truly going to set each other free. Because we are not free as long as we are chained in this mental slavery. We are not free. We're still lost walking around in this mist of nonsense. But he says that 
You got to remember that we are born dying and every I'm paraphrasing and every breath that we take is one breath closer to our last one. But you got to remember the magic of life. You have to remember the magic of life. And the magic of life is as long as that you, again, he's reflecting to Papa Gray as a little boy, as long as you can smile about your little girlfriend, Molly, everything is going to be all right, right? And that your mother that you lost is watching over you and she's smiling. And I believe that. I believe that that my grandma, every time that I smile with the most important people in my life, from the the women to my mother to, to the young lady in my life to my sister to my niece. To the impact that I make on the show, to the to the impact that I make in my content, to the impact that I push for entrepreneurship with my brother and we start a business, makes all them smile. And I keep going and I keep going and I keep going. But I have to remember that, yes, it is very true that as a black man, as a as black women, as a black community, that it is very scary in the path that we walk because it feels like the moment that we are born, we are born dying. And I know it's scary because I live it. I know it's scary, but I tell you this and I talk to you and I try to encourage you and I try to inspire you and I try to even give you some cause of tough love through this conversation to remind you that we have to keep going. Because we are only people who can truly free us. It's us. And I appreciate everybody that listens in. I appreciate all the allyship. I appreciate all the likes, the shares. Please go subscribe to my YouTube channel, Lost African Podcast, my blog, Lost African Podcast. Add me on TikTok, add me on Instagram, Afroboy underscore Prince of Unity. Uh, leave me a message. Let me know if you want to come on the show. Um, leave us an email at unity at lostafricanpodcast.com. And there we go. I'll see y'all later. All right.